What's going on, everybody? This is AJ Capasso here from Talking with the Source. Dude, I almost forgot, before you say your name, I almost forgot to press unloop. So that almost went again as I'm sitting here enjoying watching what I'm doing, looking like a total idiot. It's just It's just sorry. Anyway, I'm here with my good friend. It's Robin from Hufford oh. Paranormal. When you, did the mask, when you did the mask last show, that had to be the funniest thing I've ever saw. But uh, thank you for AJ? that. I'm back, bitches. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. People, help us. Help us now. But anyway, listen, I want to um, first just do a quick shout-out. Um, we're about to have our Global Ghost Hunt event. Um, head over to www.globalghosthunt.com. Sign up for the October event that's going to be coming up. This is an amazing, historic first year for Global Ghost Hunt. So if you have a team, head over there, please. Robin's in a giggly mood today. But put your giggles away for a second. We have someone very serious coming on. Exactly. Seriously. Today we have an amazing guest coming on. He has, he's been living an amazing life, let me tell you, out of a movie. Um, and I'm super excited to get down to it. But he has uncovered something that is absolutely amazing. One of the biggest conspiracy theories that people have had forever about the moon landing. We're going to dive deep into it today with filmmaker, writer, Bart Sibrell. Hold on one second when my mouse dies. There we go. Bart, how are you? Hello, Very Bart. Good about yourself. Good, good. Thank you so much for coming on. It's an on it's an honor to even have you on. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Um, first question I want to ask you is if you could just tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, the people that don't know you that are gonna watch this um on our channel, um, and people that will see obviously on yours will know you, but if you could just tell just a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive into the big stuff. Well, I've been a filmmaker most of my life for about 40 years, uh, producing TV commercials, music videos, documentaries. And I generally write, produce, direct, edit, and shoot everything that I do. I started out as an actor and did a lot of theater, probably been on stage about 500 times. And that led to doing screenplays, I'm sorry, stage plays first, which turned into short films. And then I started a production company in my early 20s and started making movies for a living. Uh, my most infamous film is called The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, which you can see for free at sabrell.com. I think it's on the screen there. S is in Sam, I, B is in boy, R-E-L, sabrell.com, my last name. And this film was financed by a board member of an aerospace company that builds rockets for NASA, who knows that the moon missions were faked. If you can imagine, someone building rockets for NASA says the moon missions are fake. This guy has a super high IQ and is building rockets for NASA, right? And so he gave me a million dollars to produce films that prove that it's not a theory that they fake the moon landing. It is a sad, sad fact. And I can go through basically four incontrovertible proofs that any of the four by themselves would prove it in a court of law 
that we did not go to the moon. And really, there's probably two more that are indirect, one step away. You could say, you know, innuendo or whatever, but pretty clear. Uh, so we can go through all six of them, too. And so, I mean, I grew up believing, like everybody else, the moon missions were real. And for those who are just joining, you know, AJ said something really profound in our little warm-up conversation, which was until he saw these films that I made and the new evidence that has just come out, he was kind of on the fence and kind of thought, well, maybe they were faked. Maybe they were real. I'm not sure. But after my book and film and the details, it's just they didn't go. I mean, there's no other way of looking at it. If you have an open mind, if you're really looking for the truth yeah. uh, and willing to be wrong, you know, it's weird. Some people just will not admit they're wrong, which is really weird. I remember going to church once and they said, who likes to be wrong? And I was the only one raising my hand. Yeah. They had an answer for everything, but not necessarily the right answer. <laughs> and there was, yeah. they didn't want to be wrong. Yeah. I'm like, no it's, no, it's good to be wrong. It means, number one, you're not walking around in error. And number two, you're learning something new. So basically, I showed all this proof to this aerospace professor at a university teaching aerospace. And of course, the god of science is putting a man on the moon. I mean, really, it's the greatest accomplishment of mankind, right? So how ironic, from a spiritual point of view, you see, that mankind's greatest accomplishment was a complete lie. So I showed him all this proof that we'll get into. And he said, there's nothing I could show him that would make him renounce the glorious moon landings. That would be blasphemy to him. And I said, well, what about this? I said, what if you turned on the television, Buzz Aldrin was having a press conference, and he's tearfully confessing, yes, the moon missions were fake. They were filmed at the Air Force Base, just like in Bart's book. I'm sorry. I regret it. Please forgive me. The professor said he'd still think he walked on the moon anyway. You see... I mean, he thinks when he's 10 years old watching it on TV, he knows better than the man who was there. This literally becomes a religious attachment to people. Mm. I The first big radio show I did was like 20 years ago. I did, what's it called? Coast to Coast. I get yeah. like 2,000 emails in one day. Our film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, which just came out outsold newly released Academy Award winning film Gladiator. It was outselling Gladiator on Amazon after that interview. And of those 2000 emails, I guess about maybe 200 of them were extremely vicious. I mean, one said that they wished that they could watch me and my family burn alive before their eyes. I mean, all I'm saying is that the government lied at least once, you know, it, when when something is that much of an emotional attachment to people, it's mm. actually proof that they're wrong. One of the quotes, my book, which you can get at sabrell.com, it's in Kindle, print, or audio. I read it myself. Uh, I put a quote at the end of each chapter. And one of the quotes uh, is from a film, Heaven Can Wait, which won Best Picture in 1978. And Buck Henry's character or is it James Mason's character says the likelihood of one individual being right increases in direct proportion to the intensity to which others are trying to prove him wrong. Oh, and so when you receive these foaming at the mouth, rabid dog 
responses for simply saying the government lied about one thing. Yeah. You know, you're right. I mean, anyway, but that's kind of the, you know, and it's like, you know, who knew the government would lie about such a thing? In fact, guys, the number one reason I hear from people why the moon missions must be real is that the government wouldn't lie about such an important thing. (laughs) Okay. You know, (laughs) yeah, we'll get into the deathbed (laughs) confession from an eyewitness who was there when when they filmed the moon landing. But basically, one of the points I bring up lately is Robert McNamara on his deathbed. He was defense secretary during the Vietnam War. Okay, the Americans were against the Vietnam War, just like they were against entering World War Two prior to December 7th, 1941. 90% of Americans were in agreement they didn't want to enter another world war. Then after Pearl Harbor, 90% were for it. we got to get even, right? So Robert McNamara and the CIA got together and said, well, what can we do to get support for the Vietnam War? We need a Pearl Harbor type of thing. Mm -hmm. So they came up with what was called the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which was allegedly a North Vietnamese ship attacking an American ship, which outraged the public. They entered the Vietnam War, led to the death of 3 million people, including 58,220 Americans. And then they lost the war anyway. Robert McNamara said on his deathbed, he and the CIA made that up. It never happened. So I think if the federal government is willing to throw away 58,220 lives of their own people, I think they're willing to fake an image on a television when there's no independent press coverage, you know? So I I actually had, from my father who was in the Air Force, this VIP color print package that they were handing out of Apollo 11 pictures. And as a four-year-old, I put them up on my wall. It was a literal shrine. You know how people have like Jesus shrines or Mary, yeah. the Virgin Mary shrine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a shrine, believe it or not, to Apollo 11. So to go from that to the biggest critic that yeah. they are indeed fake, yeah. you know, that, that it's just an open mind looking for the truth. Meaning I saw these pictures 3,650 times between the age of four and 14. Then I see this guy on television, one of the first guests on the Oprah Winfrey show. He wrote a book in 1985 called We Never Went to the Moon. He worked at NASA during the Apollo program for six years with the highest security clearance a civilian was allowed to have. He personally edited memos between Von Braun, the rocket designer, and the Pentagon to correct his grammar, English not being his first language. He was an English major is why they hired him. And he read a memo from Von Braun to the Pentagon saying, look, If we try to go to the moon, you know, with 1960s equipment, which has never been used before, one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, he says we have a 99.99 chance we're going to kill them on live international television. And so they bluffed, like in poker. Mm -hmm. So that kind of plants a seed in my mind. Another 10 years go by, and I had become a filmmaker. Now, a filmmaker's job is to make fake scenes look real. Right. So I can look at these moon pictures and tell you not only are they 100 percent filmed with electrical lighting, I can tell you what kind of light they're in my closet. Use them all the time. You know, they're they're an umbrella light. They were big, you know, 
brand new back in the 60s. And so uh, I actually edited a program one day for the guy who made the TV show that, you know, that I saw the guy saying we didn't go to the moon 10 years earlier. And I'm like, well, who was that guy? So I get in touch with him and he says, hey, you're a filmmaker. You should do a film about the fake moon landings. So I start looking into it. And the more I look into it, the more odd uh, it appears like it's something's not right here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I could show you one little screen share. Let's just, you know, pr prove it right off the bat here. I'm yeah. going to hit the present button, share sure. screen, go to my screen selection, and then I'm going to hit this button and you should see my logo, right? Okay. Yeah, you can talk about the air conditioning, the flag blowing, and blah, 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 blah. You yep. can prove the moon landing is fake with one photograph. It would prove it in a court of law. Okay? Here is, on the left, a picture that I took in sunlight. Now, all the pictures on the moon, according to NASA, were taken in sunlight. There's no atmosphere. It's 20 times brighter than high noon on a desert on Earth. The last thing you're going to need is electrical lighting. So here are two telephone poles about five feet apart. The sun is 93 million miles away. It's a million times bigger than the Earth. It's going to cast shadows parallel in the same direction over the entire continent of North America, over the entire moon. In sunlight, it's impossible for shadows to intersect. Impossible. Hmm. Over here on the right is a picture from the alleged last mission to the moon, meaning one of the many reasons we know they never went. It's not like they faked the first one and later went, because here's the one from the alleged last mission. The shadow of the astronauts going at 12 o'clock and this rock about five feet away. The shadow's going at nine o'clock. A 90 degree difference. It cannot be duplicated in sunlight. It can only be duplicated with electrical light, which yeah. means it was taken on Earth, which means they did not go to the moon. This is all the proof you need that yeah. the moon missions were fake. It would prove it in a court of law. That picture on the right cannot be duplicated in sunlight. You bring in an electrical light, you turn off the lights in the courtroom, and then you can get them intersecting at 90 degrees with an electrical light. You go outside, have a person stand and put a rock there, and the shadows run parallel. There you go. You just proved it in a court of law that the moon missions are fake. How yeah. simple is that? Yeah. <laughs> so when I start looking into it and I recognize these things, I'm like, oh. And then on top of that, you have two of the three astronauts on the world-famous mission. They refuse to be interviewed about it unless the president personally asked them to. They don't want to talk mm. about it. That's kind of weird. Yeah. You know how many pictures there are? Still pictures. You know, of Neil Armstrong standing on the surface of the moon, first man on the moon. Guess how many pictures there are of him doing that? Zero. Oh, yeah, he, he, they said he was the one taking the picture, right? Well, that's their excuse yeah. Yeah. for him not being in any of the pictures. But... If there's a 500-degree difference in temperature between light and shadow and micrometeorites and radiation, you might drop the thing. You might want to have a backup camera. But the fact is, he didn't want his picture taken. You see, he didn't want to be associated with it. I believe they threatened to kill his family, and that's the only reason why he did it. Now, one of the things in my book 
that's not in my movie. My book just came out called Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. This is because I found a recording after I made my second film, Astronauts Gone Wild. Again, you can see these clips for free at sabrell.com. And I showed him the fake footage, which is one of the proofs. We have a footage, and I can share screen and show it to you later, of them faking being halfway to the moon with the one-foot model right in front of your eyes, yeah. dated days into the flight, with the third track of the audio of the CIA telling them to fake a four-second radio delay. So I show that to an Apollo astronaut. He turns beet red. Where did you get this? He literally assaults me from behind while we're filming it. And, of course, in the commotion, I forget. I leave a high-quality wireless microphone on him. And in the commotion, my cameraman forgets to hit stop recording. So while the Apollo astronaut and his son are in their house with the door closed and the camera is in the backseat of the rental car in his driveway about ready to leave, we're unintentionally recording the private conversations of the astronaut in his house. So about three months after this happens, when the, when the film secretary gets around to doing, she did transcripts. You know, mind you, I have a million dollars, so we have a transcript of every time we talk to an astronaut. Three months later, she does the transcript, you know, with both tracks of audio, one from the wireless mic, one from the mic on the camera. And she calls me up frantic, Bart, Bart, do you know what they're talking about in their house before you, you turned and picked up your expensive microphone? No, I don't know. What are they saying? She says, they're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. I'm like, yeah, that's funny. She says, no, Bart, they're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. I said, that's funny. She says, Bart, you're not hearing me. They're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. And if you like, you can pull the audio yourself. I got it queued up right here and you can, you can listen to it and yeah. I'll do present again. Now I can turn my microphone uh, toward the, okay. um, uh, the screen if you want and or yeah. you, can, I don't, you can pull audio from it. Uh, I'm not sure the audio will come from it actually, but you want to know what though? Everyone really does have to check this out because I find this so wild that this is said. Yeah, I mean, so here's, here's the clip here from Astronauts Gone Wild, and I'll turn my mic. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, we'll give it a shot here. Good. Got the volume up here, got the volume up on my television, and here it is. No, we Did didn't you hear it. Did you hear it? No, we didn't get No, we didn't hear it. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess it's that microphone setting where, you know, it's trying to kill background noise or something. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I could try to turn that off in settings real quick. We'll no, no, that's not a big deal. I mean, I could always try and put it up right here. Now I'm going to do automatically adjust the microphone and turn it off. Okay, we'll try it one more oh, time. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> so we'll, we'll find out what works. Right. Here. So there he is assaulting me from behind. And then later he, uh, you know, threatens to shoot me. Want to get a gun. No. And uh, here it is. They're going. He said he wanted to take me to court. Never would. Yeah. Uh, did you hear it that time? Yeah. No, we didn't hear it. We can't hear the volume. Oh, well, but I tell you, you what. Take, you can take my word for it and, you know, go to Sibrel.com and just, you know, click on yeah. that device yourself. And you can see it, that he 
you know, says word for word, do you want to call the CIA and have him whacked? And, uh, you know, that that is very unusual to be saying such a thing. Now, first of all, uh, if I really walked on the moon and someone thought otherwise, I would find that hysterically funny. And, uh, you know, it's like with Buzz Aldrin. And that's, of course, a famous thing. He punches me when I ask him to swear on the Bible. Yeah. If I walked on the moon and someone thought I didn't, you know, I would find that very amusing. And if someone said swear on the Bible, I'm like, sure, I'll swear on the Bible. Would two make you feel better? Would three yeah. make you feel better? Yeah. But it's yeah. as if I go up to him in front of his wife and say, oh, your mistress says hello. You see, a sword with no point makes no injury. He got mad because I'm embarrassing him in front of his entourage. And if they really went to the moon and I'm some silly person who thinks it was done at a TV studio, they wouldn't have to call the CIA to have me killed, now, would they? Right. And so what we have in the book uh, that's not in the film is a deathbed confession from a gentleman who was there when they filmed Apollo 11 at his base. Now, my father was in the Air Force, and it was filmed at an Air Force base. And I had to uh, look up a recording of Bill Casey that I filmed years earlier. I'm like, didn't he say something about the Air Force? And he did. He said that the faking of the moon landing was supervised by the United States Air Force and under the direction of General Sam Phillips. And where was it filmed? An Air Force base. Now, it was filmed according to our source, and I'd like to share a screen and just show his face because let me go ahead and do that. Share screen, screen one, pull this over here, share. This is the guy right here. This is Cyrus Eugene Akers, okay? And he was chief of security at an Air Force base I'd never heard of called Cannon Air Force Base. I did a little research. Every military branch has its special ops intelligence division. The special ops intelligence division of the United States Air Force is not at Area 51. It's at Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico, where this guy was the chief of security at the most secretive Air Force base. Mm. On his deathbed, okay, he confessed something. You got to understand this guy's about to die. And apparently he believed in God. And as best as we can tell from the scriptures, if you confess your sin and renounce them, pledge not to do it again, you'll be forgiven. So he confessed that he killed somebody personally. He killed a coworker. He killed a coworker because he and this coworker I witnessed the faking of the moon landing June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. And his friend thought it was morally wrong for them to do it and was going to tell a reporter. We don't know whether he was ordered to do it or whether he did it of his own initiative, but he murdered a coworker. And then he went on to say that the reason why he killed him was to cover up the moon landing fraud which took place June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968, as you see the Special Operations Division. He also was given a list of 15 names by President Johnson personally. 
President Johnson said these people are allowed in to observe the faking of the moon landing and no one else. He kept that list and I have it and I publish it in my book at sabrell.com. Lyndon Johnson, the president of the United States, one of the reasons he didn't run for re-election, maybe the primary reason when he was eligible, only one of two presidents in the history of the nation that didn't run for re-election when eligible because he knew they were going to fake the moon landing during the next term. And who knew that would work? What if you got caught? Didn't want to have anything to do with it. Neil Armstrong, only as an observer. They had a double in the spacesuit. Buzz Aldrin was there. The rocket designer, Werner von Braun. This guy I never heard of, Robert Emmenager. Apparently, he's a science fiction writer. Spent his whole life saying UFOs and aliens are real and spent his whole life saying the moon landings are real. Wait, Bart, I got to stop you right there for one second because yeah. Robin had this theory one time. He's like, what if, you know, like the government had people working in the Hollywood industry making certain science fiction movies to like, you know, about aliens, certain things like, you know, certain things like that and stuff. Do you think that people in the scientific stuff in Hollywood, do you think that they could be influenced by government to release certain type of films to maybe get used to stuff like how the UFO thing they're trying to throw in our face and all this type of stuff. Oh, absolutely. That's an established fact through uncovered documents from the government. They started using Hollywood as propaganda during World War II. Uh, and if, if, and I don't know if it's true, but let's say if World War II was a, was a acceptable war to the degree that it was right to defend our friends, England and France, let's just, you know, uh, under those conditions when uh, people's morale is low, you know, their sons and their fathers and brothers are going there. Is it okay for Hollywood to do positive films about the war and bombing and success and victory? I think it's okay, personally. You know what I mean? When you're on a date, you're accentuating the positive. You know, you put on your nice shirt. Is that really lying? You know, yeah. however, unfortunately, when the war ended and there was no other reason to do that, uh, they kept doing it. So in 1947, I believe they wrote a law that the government cannot use propaganda anymore. The war's over. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, maybe some of that propaganda, I wasn't alive at the time, could have been uh, misinformation. They could have intentionally leaked uh, things to throw the leadership of Germany off, you know, and technically lied to the American people in the process. I don't know. Uh, However, uh, the CIA was created around the same time. And I think it was um, Truman was president at the time. He said signing the order to create the CIA was the biggest mistake of his presidency. He Mm. said they are accountable to nobody. You know, they're their own entity. They're their own nation, like the Vatican, like D.C., District of Columbia. And, you know, the CIA repeatedly goes on national TV and publishes articles boasting that they executed, assassinated, democratically elected people of other countries. Well, that's illegal, and they're just boasting about it out in the open. You know, they they lie all the time, and that's wrong. It's illegal to do that. And then after the quiz show scandal, which happened, I think, in 1958, by the way, Time Magazine 
had on their cover, this guy's the smartest man in America. He won the latest quiz show, you know, the national quiz show. Yeah. Well, he won because they gave him the answers in advance because everyone liked him. It was rigged, right? Time Magazine was wrong. Time Magazine also said men on the moon. They were wrong. They, they passed on missing, you know, false information. Probably. probably. Yeah. So after that, Congress wrote a law. You cannot use television to deceive people. Well, the moon landing is using television to deceive people, isn't it? You see? Yeah. And then one of the clips, my book has 16 interactive clips. And one of the clips is, believe it or not, the Zabruder film synchronized with Dan Rather's description of it because they didn't show it. Mm. No, it, trust me, trust me. Let, let me describe it for you. Yeah. So we have the Zabruder film going by with Dan Rather telling the world what's in the Zabruder film. And he says, after the third fatal shot, you see Kennedy's head go violently forward when in fact it's going violently backward. He said the exact opposite of the truth. You see, mm -hmm. that's using television to deceive people again. And so this is very dangerous because the first document of America is not the Constitution. It's the Declaration of Independence, which says when any government becomes destructive of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of people to alter or abolish it. Well, there was certain information I was given by the relatives of Apollo astronauts, which while true, they asked me not to put in my film a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. However, I do include it in my book, which was just published including the homicide by the CIA of the three men who were going to be the crew to go to the moon the first time because they wouldn't cooperate with the fraud. Their homicides is not my opinion. It's the opinion of the dead man's widow who I interviewed for four hours. It's the opinion of the dead man's son, who's a 747 pilot who I interviewed for three hours. They have forensic evidence proving that the CIA killed their husband and father. She told me that on January 26, 1967, the man who was going to be the first man to walk on the moon came home from work and told her, "Hun, for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad today. I wonder why. Hmm. The very next day, the guy's dead. You see? So our government is taking away life. And then... I don't think the Constitution changes if it gets below 50 degrees. And I don't think the Constitution changes if there's fast winds, you know, over 100 mile per hour. And I don't think the Constitution changes if the cancer rates go up. And I don't think the Constitution changes if, you know, the flu season is worse than normal. You see what I'm getting at? So... Just because every TV and newspaper said men on the moon, they were actually in Clovis, New Mexico. So just because every TV and radio station says there's this many, you know, infections and this many people are dying, they're just a bunch of numbers, aren't they? And the TV stations and newspapers were, were wrong about mm -hmm. the moon landing, the greatest event in human history. So I think they can be wrong about lesser things. If you have to ask permission, to open your business, 
permission to have a party in your own house of more than four people. Permission to have your wedding reception. Yeah. Then that's slavery. Why do yeah. you, because you're, you're AJ, that you can tell me, Bart, I'm sorry, Bart, if you have five people at your house, I'm going to turn off your electricity and throw you in jail. Well, that means you're above me. That means you're the master and I'm the slave. So they've yeah. already taken away life. They're murdering their own people, right? They're taking away liberty. And what if my party, my wedding, my business is my happiness? They're taking away the pursuit of happiness. Mm. Does anybody care? I mean, that's yeah. the thing about the moon landing that's interesting about it. And when yeah. I showed this footage, we haven't even showed it yet. I mean, they're faking being halfway to the moon with the one I foot. can't wait. I, I love this footage, this footage everyone's got to check out because this right here AJ, shows way. AJ, uh, think about this though, right? Think about this. Remember when we had Jesse Marcel on? Yeah. I mean, I mean and they, uh, they switched they switched that weather balloon for the, the crashed craft and told his grandfather that he had to just say that it wasn't the crashed craft. Yeah. I mean we we told us that. We've known for so long, though, that the government has been lying to us about things. I mean, we see it even to this day. I mean, and people are kind of getting a little bit more awakened and realizing it, I think. But, uh, you know, from what you've uncovered, though, Bart, it has been absolutely amazing. But please show us this clip because this is an absolutely amazing clip that you have gotten. But what I want to ask you about this clip before you explain it as because we're probably not going to be able to hear the, the audio again. Um, how did you obtain this footage I know you said in other interviews um, through a whistleblower, you believe, through NASA. Is this how you got this um, footage that wasn't for the public? Yeah. Uh, basically, um, the footage, when you pop in the reel, mind you, it's a broadcast yeah. quality uh, reel of footage. And let me see where my window went. Let me just grab another window here. Yeah. And uh, hold on. Uh, when you pop in the tape, it says, do not show to the public, you know, right on the screen. In fact, I can kind of show that. Here is, uh, in fact, while well, we got the screen sharing here, yep. I'll just do this for everybody for amusement. This is .com. I have four yeah. videos on the home page. I have basically explaining why the moon landing is fake with that picture in three minutes. And multiple arguments are made in three minutes proving the moon landings are fake. I wrote a little song about my adventures, you know. I spent about 20 years of my life doing this. And this little music video, which is the second to the last clip of the book, kind of is my overview of my little adventures. Here's the son talking about his dad being chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base. And here's the famous, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. All the clips, like I basically write a chapter and then I say, hey, if you want to understand the next chapter, go to Moon Man Video Link 1 and then watch a funny thing happen on the way to the moon first before I talk about it. This clip will blow your mind. This is the sign-off national anthem from like 1970. And if and they're like doing the, the words below, you know, I'll say, can you see by the dawn's early light? And they kind yeah. of change through this kind of Venetian blind ripple effect and hidden in there believe it or not is consume obey consume do not rebel against the government submit obey submit believe it or not 
Wow. And here's the kind of an explanation of the footage we uncovered that's a little bit different than in a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. Here's a clip of NBC, ABC, uh, Fox, and CBS saying the same news story word for word, proving it's central intelligence control. Here's the infamous Astronauts Gone Wild film, <laughs> and so forth and so on. Here's NASA saying they deliberately destroyed all the technology to go to the moon, which they yep. would never do if no. they really did, but would do if they're covering up evidence of a fraud. Here's a space shuttle astronaut saying we hope someday to go to the moon. Here's NASA saying the technology to leave Earth orbit has yet to be invented. Yeah. You know, right on camera. Yeah. And here, here's the, you know, the them lying saying the exact opposite of the truth right in front of your eyes and so forth and so on. So we want to get to that footage. <clears throat> Let's just show it officially and a funny thing happened. Yeah. You can't really hear the audio. But one of the things you just have to go and see it. Yeah. Is uh, we, we hear the CIA. Basically, they're in Earth orbit. They never left Earth orbit. And what a surprise. Here we are 55 years later, and they still cannot leave Earth orbit, right? That's why there's mannequins orbiting the Earth. Yeah. So according to NASA, this is the Earth floating in space. They need to, to prove that they're halfway to the moon two days into the flight, right? Yeah. So we have the unedited version of the CIA telling them how to fake the shot. This is a fake footage that the astronauts actually did from Earth orbit. They say there's only one window that faces the Earth and it's filled up with the TV camera. Meaning if you were real, if this were really the Earth floating in space, they'd have to have the camera in the spacecraft lens right up against the glass, right? Yeah. It can't, it can't be at the back of the spacecraft if you want to shoot the Earth, you know, far yeah. away. The, the lens yeah. has to be up to the glass, right? Yeah. But they lied. They lied and said the lens was up. The, the, the lens is actually at the back of the spacecraft. These are the walls of the spacecraft around a circular window, outside of which you're seeing part of the Earth. You see? So it looks like the Earth floating in space. You see, that's very clever. And then at the very beginning, you hear NASA say, hey, the TV picture looks great. And exactly four seconds go by. Because if they answer the question, right away it'll give away the fact they're close to the earth but they're yep. supposed to be 130,000 miles away so they calculated two seconds out for the radio delay two seconds back so even though nasa speaks to them and the astronauts hear them right away the cia is talking to them in a private earpiece and they count off four seconds one two three four then you hear crystal clear a voice that's not the astronauts a voice that's not NASA say talk yeah. right after four seconds go by. They're basically faking a four second radio delay. So basically I'll skip ahead to the end, which proves it. Yeah. I, I've been a video producer for 40 years and I think I've gone through eight formats. And one of the first formats I used was a tape, a broadcast tape format called three quarter inch. Yeah. The, the It was about the size of a small dictionary. You know, it was pretty big uh, and a huge cassette. And it had those manual buttons, you know, that you literally have to push down. And if you don't push them down all the way, they won't lock in. Right. So the same thing is true when you hit stop. You have to press down the button 
all the way and then it will stop. Well, what happened is, and I can tell because there's a little flash on the screen, that proves that they pushed the button down, the electrical connection to stop it almost happened, but they didn't push the button down all the way. They took their finger off. They thought it stopped recording, but it kept recording. And because we have the unedited version, this is what you see. Now, they just said earlier that this exact shot, yeah. they said this, and they, they have in every NASA documentary, they say this is the Earth floating in space from 130,000 miles away. It's the same footage. This footage is in NASA documentaries, that, and they claim this is the Earth floating in space. Again, these, this is the walls of the spacecraft in Earth orbit. This is a circular window with the Earth outside of it. This is a piece of cardboard, believe it or not, that they cut into a crescent piece to look like the Terminator line between night and day. And you're going to see this because during this part, they thought it wasn't even recording. So here's a work light in the top left that they diffused. They put diffusion on it so they would have just a little bit of light to see the camera controls, but not enough to put on the walls of the spacecraft. Now you're gonna see Michael Collins's hands come in front of the window right there, and he's starting to remove the Terminator line in the screen in front of the window. You see that? That's a one foot model of the earth, right? You see hands in front of it. Yeah. That's the hands of God from outer space, right? right? And then the lights come up and you see that the camera was never up against the glass and that they're in bright, earth orbit with the earth shine coming through and it's dated two days into the flight you know so yeah. basically that we have them faking right in front of your eyes yeah. pretending to be halfway to the moon even my greatest critics right my greatest critics and i still have to find your window you're still there right yeah okay where are you okay here you are okay. Okay. Even, even my greatest critics cannot deny that it's really remarkable the greatest critics of, of me admit that's fake footage. I mean, you can't not admit it. You yeah, know what I mean? you can't deny that. Yeah. And so they say, well, they're just rehearsing. And I'm like, okay, well, why not rehearse with the real earth out the window? If every ounce of weight cost $1 million, why did you bring a fake model of the earth and a fake Terminator line? You know what I mean? And then why are you faking a four second radio delay if they're really halfway to the moon? Yep. And if the earth is really out the window, you would rehearse with the real earth out the window. Yeah. I showed that footage to the news director at NBC. You know what he did? He went. Oh, I bet. I mean, I mean said, word for word. Oh my God. This absolutely proves they did not go to the moon. They never left Earth orbit because it's dated two days into the flight when they're supposed to have been beyond Earth orbit. Yeah. They claim, they say for the part that they intended to air, the best of the fake shot. We're 130,000 miles out, but they're not. They're still in Earth orbit. And so I said, yeah, well, well when are we going to broadcast it? Yeah. He says, I can't do it. He says, this will cause a civil war. I will not go down in history as the man who caused the second American civil war. Isn't that amazing? Wow. But what he's really saying is, if we show the public how corrupt the federal government is, then it'll bring an end to the corrupt federal government. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's supposed to happen, you see? He, because, you know, whoever killed JFK, he's still dead. 
whoever did 9-11, all those people are still dead. But this is different. This And he recognized it. This is candy. This is a sweet lie. This is taking away candy from a child and giving them a turd instead. He realized that this, even though, yeah, as best as I can tell, maybe 15 to 20 people were killed to keep this a secret. They mm-hmm. say the Kennedy assassination witness list, they knocked off 200 people. Of course, 9-11 is 3,000 people. So even though this may have killed the fewest number of people, it's the one that if the truth comes out would just piss off the public oh. so much. So oh, yeah. 10, 10 years go by. We Wait, I have, an, I have a question. Hold yeah. on, I have a question about this before you go on to that. My question is now, do you think that the government is not going to care after a certain amount of time because the people of that era will be gone? You know what I mean? If this that, doesn't get uncovered? I'm sure they claim that. But the fact okay. is they were supposed to open the Kennedy assassination files in 2017 and didn't do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. And true. the law, if, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever read the law that claims they're going to open them in 2017. It's absurd. It basically we promise to open the Kennedy assassination files in 2017 unless in 2017 we change our mind. That's what the law says. It says we will open the Kennedy assassination files in 2017 unless the president at the time decides not to do it. So what's the point of the law? That's like AJ please let's get together. I promise I won't punch yeah. you unless I later decide to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes I no mean, sense. Why, why even write a law like that? So no. 10 years go by, I show, I mean, I didn't even show it. Somebody else discovered it. The new news director discovers the footage. It's like, well, why have we been sitting on this for 10 years? They, they call me up and say, Bart, you know, I'm, uh, we're going to fly it to New York. Put, they put me up in the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. You know, I yeah. think I broke the record on room service. But anyway, so <laughs> and uh, they, they do an interview with me. The camera's there, you know, explaining the footage. They say, we're going to yeah. broadcast this nationwide. Breaking news. The moon missions are fake. Yeah. And then they canceled the program. I said, why did you cancel it? They said, well, we got a threatening call from the United oh. States government. Yeah. How do they find out? Well, because my phone calls are monitored. And oh, uh, because okay. what, what what happened was less than two years ago. Okay, the book just came out. The book, yeah. the book tells us where Apollo 11 was filmed. Cannon Air Force Base. When it was mm-hmm. filmed. June 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 1968. It, 15 people who were eyewitnesses. Come on. Yeah. Even the CIA code name we published in the book. It was code name Slam Dunk. And President Johnson personally came up with the code name. Basically, <laughs> they knew they couldn't send men to the moon, and they knew if they tried, they were going to kill them on national TV. So they said, basically, the only way we can guarantee candy, guarantee, you know, remember the Vietnam War is going on. Nixon said the greatest threat to the United States is not China, not Russia, yeah. it's American citizens protesting the federal government over the Vietnam War. That's the greatest threat to our nation. So you give them a pep rally. You give them something to cheer about. And you can guarantee 100% success because you faked it. You shot it a year earlier in a TV studio. It's already edited, ready to go. 
you can guarantee that the moon mission will be 100% successful. It's a slam dunk. Therefore, that's the code name, you see. And so I'm confirming this information while I'm editing my book. It took 15 years to write this book, two years to edit it. I'm calling up the son of the dead man who confessed he murdered somebody to cover up the moon landing fraud. I mean, you don't make that stuff up, right? No. And, and he, we, we have him in uniform, military police. We have his son saying, I live right across from Canyon Air Force Base, you know? So I'm calling, I'm confirming some of these details. And uh, then while the guy's out, his house is broken into, even though yeah. he has security cameras, password, all that stuff in broad daylight. Uh, and then everything about his dad that they could find somehow ended up missing and nothing else. And then two days after that, this is less than two years ago, government agents met him face to face, came to his door and said, if they ever talk to Bart Sabrell again, they will kill him and his family. Jesus. So it matters to the government that the moon missions are fake that the truth comes out. They probably know what the first news director at NBC recognized. It's different than 9-11. It's different than who shot JFK. This is something, you understand, they put it on stamps, men on the moon. They put yeah. it on 50 cent pieces, men on the moon. They mm -hmm. put it in the encyclopedia, men on the moon. They teach it in every university, men on the moon. They gave them ticker tape parades, men on the moon. They gave them medals of honor for mm. lying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They recognize this is different. You, you know, it, it, it's really spiritually symbolic. A film, like I said, go to sabrell.com, watch clip two yeah. in the top left button, watch a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. Please do I everyone, this is serious. Okay, I open up with scripture. Hope you're not offended. But Proverbs has a lot of wisdom, whether you believe in God or not. It says pride comes uh, before a fall, right? When you boast, I'm the best tennis player in the world. Guess what? You're going to start missing shots. That's just the way it works. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. so the Bible says, and, and you got to understand, until 200 years ago, for all of recorded history, until 200 years ago, the greatest technological achievement is the tallest building. How tall can you build a building without it collapsing on itself? And technically, that race is still going on. Every two years, Badai, Saudi Arabia, whoever, you know, they build one two stories taller. So yeah. it says about the Tower of Babel. It says right there in the Bible, Genesis 6. Yeah. The reason why they built it was to brag. It right. says it right there. Yeah. It, was it was never finished. Okay, then thousands of years go by and then mankind builds the single biggest machine ever built called the Titanic. And you mm -hmm. know what they put in publicity posters? Come buy a ticket on the Titanic. It's the ship that God himself could not sink. Mm. Never yeah. finished tower, never voyage of one voyage on the ship. And get mm -hmm. this, Johnson doesn't run for re-election because he's afraid the moon landing fraud could backfire while he's president. I want to do it. And Nixon, he doesn't show up for the launch. I mean, come on. Everybody is watching. The whole world is watching. And he doesn't show up for the launch. He shows up for the second one after mm. they got away with it. 
but he knew they weren't there. What if mm. it's him and Neil Armstrong shaking hands and then that unravels and the truth comes yeah. out? He's literally distanced himself. And once they got away, once people accepted it, then he shows mm -hmm. up for the second launch. But yep. knowing they were not on the moon, he said in a live broadcast around the world, alleged television com telephone conversation with Neil Armstrong, he said, knowing they weren't there, putting a man on the moon is the greatest event since God made the universe. There's that you brag. See, yeah. You see, it, it, it means something. Oh, I yeah. didn't finish the first part of the story. So when Bill Casey asked me to do this film and the shadows are intersecting and the administrator resigns and two of the three guys won't give interviews and I'm like, you know, I turn it down. I turn it down. I said, mm. this could be true. And if yeah. I start looking into this, that could be dangerous. And I said, I'm not going to risk my life for what Nixon did. No, thank you. And then I changed my mind. I, I took a challenge from a Christian client of mine Read the Bible. So I read the Bible five times from cover to cover, yeah. divided into 365. I wasn't a Christian, but yeah. uh, it convinced me that there is a battle going on between good and evil. I mean, obviously, yeah. rape is wrong. Child molestation is wrong. Yeah. Ward leaders promising, you know, I will never do this and doing it right after they're elected. Obviously, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. So what's going on here what spiritual forces are going on here and after five years five years after i said no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna risk my life for what nixon did no, thank you i changed my mind i said look yeah. i realize first of all i'm gonna die anyway <laughs> as well go out in a blaze of glory and who knew it would literally be risking my life because yeah. one one of the actually it's two chapters in the book the first is called the funny thing happened on the way to CNN. Now, I've never mm -hmm. talked about it publicly until the book came out. Yeah. But I, when I found that footage, I mean, I, I couldn't call Bill Casey on the phone anymore. They disconnected my phone. And I went to church that night and like, what do I do? I mean, I've got this footage in my house with a blind roommate and a three-year-old son of them faking being halfway to the moon. They said, you need to drive like a bat out of hell to CNN yeah. and pass this hot potato. Yeah. I'm leaving church at like at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. I'm the last of 300 cars going by a business that had closed three hours earlier. There's a, there's a van backed in to their driveway and didn't pull out when in the other 300 cars went by. But as soon as I go by pulls out and I'm like, Oh, he was waiting for me. So I just stop in the middle of the road. I say, I'm going nowhere until this guy's in front of me. And I said, sure. I got all, I got all night. <laughs> like two minutes go by. He's literally stopped in the middle of the road at night. And I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so I guess he gave it up. He figured, well, I blew it, you know. So he, he passes me. So I yeah. follow him. Know your enemy. Yeah. He gets on the expressway going to town. I get on the expressway going to town. Two lanes one way, a medium, two lanes the other way. So I pull up alongside the guy. I want to get a look at this guy. Who is this guy? was waiting for me the day I find the footage of them faking being halfway to the moon. Who is this guy? I pull up alongside of him and I look at him. I mean, you can imagine going 55 miles an hour. He looks at me. Have you ever seen that like sea uh, documentary yeah. of the great white shark? They hold out like a piece of meat over the boat on a big hook and a great white shark you know, 
leaps out of the water and grabs him. His eye is like this big around. And I'm yeah. you know, look at that eye. And you know what I say about that eye? Not There's no one at home. Yeah. <laughs> there it's soulless. Yes. It, yeah. it doesn't care if it's your mother, your grandmother, your daughter, or your dog. Yeah. It will eat them. That's how this guy looked. Ooh. It was the first time I've ever seen a human being have no soul. Mm. It, this guy looked like he would kill me, go home and have a fried chicken dinner and not even think about it again. Mm. And as soon as I looked at him and as soon as he looked at me, my car died. Electrically, engine just killed. Now, a military friend said they zapped it from a satellite. So he goes down to the next exit, loops around, meets up with another car. And I'm like trying to flag down somebody. You know, they shot off my phone. My phone won't work. And then they loop around on my side. I cross over, they loop around, I cross over again. Finally, a cab driver stops and I take a cab to CNN from Nashville to Atlanta from like midnight to 6 a.m. or whatever it was. So I finally get to CNN and I'm surrounded by government agents. I mean, I've never said this publicly, but the book is like my final statement on the matter. If you if you want to go out showing that music video clip you know, Bart's yeah. Moonlight yeah, song. Go, yeah. go out with that because that summarizes everything. It's like I, I didn't, when I did interviews about the film, I never mentioned this stuff because it's like I'm already trying to get people to believe something difficult that the craziest mm. of conspiracy theories, they shot the moon landings at a TV studio, is actually true. You know, our government is that corrupt and arrogant. So it's like yeah. I don't want to go into the X Files. You know, me being drugged and kidnapped and all that. I, well, I would really, I, I would you know, hate to not just complicate things. But seeing how the book is my final statement, I go ahead and tell yeah. what happens. So I'm at CNN. I'm surrounded by government agents. They immediately take the tape, this huge, you know, beta cam tape. They handcuff me. And then I hear them talk behind me. Mind you, I'm trying to get it in the back alley of CNN. Because they're, they're literally blocking me from going in the front door. So I make yeah. around and I'm going to hand it off to my my friend at CNN in the back back door of CNN. I'm surrounded by, you know, motorcycle cops and government agents and a van that they put me in. And it's like pitch black, which takes effort. You know, when it's around noon. Anyway, the point is, before they throw me in the van, uh, I hear them say behind me, where's the thing? Oh, I thought you had the thing. Oh, no, I don't have the thing. He's got the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I wonder what that is. Oh, that's well, great. It was like this little hospital bracelet, you know, like you, you get when you go in the hospital, something like yeah. that. But they were handling it with rubber gloves. And they put it on my wrist where all my veins are. Mind you, uh, what was it? Oliver North said he was on standby to put LSD on the steering wheel of reporter Jack Anderson to kill him or discredit him. Oh, wow. right. So it was absorbed, right? Mm-hmm. I start feeling loopy. And just then, some lawyer who wanted apparently to have a CNN center address at the cheapest rate possible has a literal alley entrance to a tiny, you know, 200 square foot office pops out. And I say, look, I'm a journalist being illegally arrested right now in front. He gets out his notepad and they're like, oh, shit. You know, I should have said that. Sorry. But (laughs) And so without him popping out serendipitously, he probably wouldn't be here today. But anyway, they uh, I start throwing up. The drugs are so bad. 
and they start asking me in the van or you know these questions and they have a guy in there babbling like speaking in tongues or something i guess the <laughs> kind of comical really something like that yeah. then they yeah. take me somewhere that i'm in i'm in bright light they ask me all these questions that are already on a clipboard and i tell them everything they want to know i'm in la la land so you don't have yep. to waterboard anybody that's just no. you know not necessary uh, in any case, I end up, believe it or not, escaping their custody. And I made my way back to Nashville, Tennessee, where I say to myself, I got him. I got truth serum in me. Yeah. So I yeah. pee in a cup. I pee in a cup. And I'm like, I got him. Yeah. And uh, so I give it to a friend to put in a lab in his name. And I said, I'm going to prove that I was drugged by you know i'm I'm in touch with the nbc news director during all this time and i'm like i'm gonna prove on top of all of this that the government interference with the media they agree the tape proves we didn't go to the moon and then i'm gonna prove on top of it they drugged me i I got proof scientific proof Mm. i give it to a friend to put in a lab in his name not my name and a few days go by we have a meeting i said well what were the results and he said well there was a problem at the lab and I'm like, oh, well, what problem? And he says, well, they had a break-in over the weekend. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, so what? He says, well, funny thing, the only thing stolen was your urine sample. Oh, my gosh. So uh, basically, when your phone calls are being monitored, kind of like then they monitor the people you call also. You know what I mean? So somewhere oh, yeah. in there, and, and so. They might have used a laser microphone when I handed it off to him. I don't know how they did it, but they had your old place bugged. I don't know, but I don't keep up with it. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, I'm just glad you're all right. That's great. So all of this is in the book. Uh, And so the first, you know, it's about midway through the book. A funny thing happened on the way to CNN. And then there's the second time it happens. A funny thing happened on the way to church. And it goes into all of these X-Files CIA things, including, believe it or not, two good guys from the government literally rescuing me. Uh, As best as I can tell, they were marine intelligence people. And so there are good guys in the government who don't like what the CIA is doing. And they literally sent in people to protect me. So, and uh, people like them asked me to call two people on that list of 15 people that the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base gave me and uh, before I published the book. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You want me to slip my throat? And they said, trust us, trust us. We we had your back before. Trust us. Please do it. Call these two people. Now, I knew who one of them was. The other one, I hadn't heard of the person. And so I called him and I said, hey, I'm Bart Sabrell. Uh, you're you're on a list from Cyrus Gene Acres that you were at Cannon Air Force Base eyewitnessing uh, the moon landing fraud. What do you got to say for yourself? <laughs> you know, oh my God. So it was basically after that where my sources, you know, house was broken into and he was threatened. All that to say, the good guys are are basically, as best as I can tell, tracing the phone calls of the people they called you understand they wanted me to call these two people to see who they called because they called somebody who later threatened the my guy my source Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And the good guys are basically spying on the bad spies as best yeah. as I can tell. So, Crazy. you know, it's unbelievable, really, but it yeah. is what it is. It's fascinating, know? too, but it's it's unbelievable because it's like this is all happening right under our noses as Americans. We wouldn't even know this. You know what I mean? It's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. And let me let me because I know we're about an hour, but let me add. What, OK, so the first proof we have is the shadows intersecting can't be done oh. in sunlight. The second proof is a one foot model of the Earth pretending to be halfway to the moon, dated two days into the flight. The third yeah. proof is the deathbed confession of an eyewitness. I mean, if I, I witnessed, I say in court, hey, I saw AJ shoot the guy. I'd yeah. say that's pretty good evidence. Sorry, AJ. You know? oh, yeah. And so but the but the fourth proof is simply logic. OK, today, yeah. with 50 years better technology, the best that NASA, the farthest 50 years better technology, okay? The farthest that NASA can send a human being into space is 250 miles to the space station, right? Mm -hmm. Just pick a city 250 miles away, make it vertical. That's as far as they can go. One of the yeah. clips is NASA saying we can't send them farther because of deadly radiation, okay? Yeah. They say so on camera. That's why there's mannequins orbiting the moon and not people. Okay, so wait a minute. What they're saying is 50 years earlier, when all of NASA had one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, they sent people a thousand times farther into space than they can send them today with five decades better technology, which means mm -hmm. there was greater technology in the past than in the future. But wait a minute, that's a historic and scientific impossibility. You cannot have a thousand times greater space traveling capability 50 years ago than today. You can't have that. No. No. When Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic in 1927, it wasn't 50 years and no one can still, no one's, no, millions of aircraft, thousands times more complicated. They blew up the atomic bomb in 1945, 10 years later, 1,000 times more powerful. So if they could go to the moon on the first exactly. attempt, with one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, we would have been on Mars 10 years later. We'd be in another solar system by now, and there'd be yep. space all over the moon. You see? Yeah. So that proves it. And so why I changed my mind was, is I realized that if they fake the moon landing, and at that point I didn't know whether they did or not, just like, you know, now we know what they did. Yeah. I realized if they did, if they faked it, that's more profound of an event historically than if they had actually gone. Do you understand that? Oh, There's yeah. Possibilities. They put a flag on a rock, yippee-doo, or they, it was the greatest fraud of the alleged greatest nation on Earth, and they murdered they people in secret. The fact that they faked the moon landing is more significant historically than if they had actually gone, and we're being robbed of this truth. Yeah. If you don't know you have cancer, you will die. And until yeah. it is admitted that they fake the moon landing or just proven in the encyclopedia, then these people will still keep lying to the people and murdering the people to cover up their own crimes like they did with the crew of Apollo 1. See, my it's question for you, my question for you, not to cut you off, my question for you is, do you think the reason why they did this, not just because of all the things that you said before, but do you think also that they might have done this, this big fraud, this whole hoax, because of the fact that we have to be this superpower? 
and we want to beat everyone and be the first. You know, I mean, is that? Do you think that that had a big role? That pride, like you were saying, that yeah, I think there's there's multiple reasons. I mean, at first, and for a long time, I thought it was pride. Kennedy's not a scientist; he's a visionary. Yeah, I mean, we we went from never being in space to walking on another world in eight and a half years. I mean, it's the only time in the history of NASA that they kept the schedule. (laughs) Really, because twenty years later, they couldn't even put an Earth orbiting telescope. They were 10 years yeah. behind schedule for that, you see. So the only time NASA's ever kept a schedule is the most complicated untried flight of all time. So, yeah, they, Kennedy said they'd go to the moon before the end of the decade. It couldn't be done, and they just wouldn't eat humble pie. I mean, what this shows us is that our world leaders are juvenile. They set a goal. It couldn't be done. So they don't have the maturity to yeah. admit that. And secondly, they don't have the moral ethics to admit it either. So we have immature, immoral people running our government. You see, my sources told me it's all about money. I mean, they only orbited the earth, which they had already done. So the $200 billion that they got from the taxpayers, they probably only used a quarter of that and embezzled 75% or 150 billion dollars they spent on who knows what absolutely now i have a question from all the things that you've been through which we, uh, we definitely need to have you on again uh Bart, for real because there's so much that i want to talk about from filmmaking to you know all just the cia stuff a bunch of other stuff but um i, I wanted to ask you um all the stuff that you've been through with the CIA and everything that they've put you through so far i mean i don't hope that this ends and this doesn't keep happening but um, are you still scared for your life? Well, how many CIA agents does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> You'd have to kill me, right? If you told me. But, uh, well, I don't keep up with it. I mean, and remember to go out with the song. One of the lyrics of the oh, song, oh. it's on the homepage, the Moon Man song. Uh, basically I say in the song that even watching astronauts gone wild makes me uncomfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? Just watching it. It's like, did I really do that? Did I really get in the face of all these astronauts or the Bible? And, but when you know you're in the right morally and that this is a spiritual issue that, that that's important to mankind to know that their leaders are screwing them. Okay, they need to know it's important. I knew God, God had my back and knew it because I'm in the right. And this is, a, you know, them saying the ship that God himself could not sink. God didn't let that slide, did he? No. And and when they said the greatest event since creation, when he knew they're not on the moon, I don't think God's going to let that slide either. Yeah. See, I think the truth is going to come out. I don't think it logically but I think spiritually it might very well do that. And so God's got my back. Good people in the government have my back. And fortunately, it's weird to hear you say that that. good people in the government. I like that, but that's weird to say after all this. Most people in the FBI and CIA are patriots. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, their, their leaders are appointed by corrupt presidents. And this is the last chapter of my book at sabrell.com is what to do about this mess. And one of the ideas is to not allow 
presidential appointments of all the heads of government agencies. Let the rank and file FBI decide who their leader is. Same with the EPA, FDA, all of that. They should not be allowed to be, because many people in the FBI said they were investigating a senator taking bribes. And they said, uh, if you keep looking into that, we will fire you. Yeah. You know, so they they dropped it. So we can't have that. Um, You know, I'm not, I guess I don't really keep up with it. And then I guess the, the tradition is they don't go after the reporter. They go after the person who leaked it. They didn't come to me and threaten me face to face with death. They came to the person who told me this information. They go generally go after the leaker of the information. Uh, Remember was his name? Seth Rich leaked, you know, corruption in politics. And they, you know, he coincidentally got robbed and I guess the robber forgot to take his wallet, but uh, you know, so I got that working for me. Hopefully I don't keep up with it. You, You know, there's just, you know, I don't, I don't bother. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, hopefully uh, they don't care anymore. I don't know, but they care enough to threaten the guy less than two years ago. I don't know. I mean, I don't worry about it. Uh, I do my best and I hope the truth comes out. And uh, it would, you know, when I first popped in that tape and, you know, it said, don't show to the public and I'm looking at it. Is that really the earth or is that the window? You yeah. know, the light come up and it's the window. I'm like, well, yeah. wait let me make sure i get this right they're clearly faking being halfway to the moon which means they can't go halfway which means they didn't go and i just start tears start coming to my eye i'm like wow they really they really did fake the moon landing how sad is that how sad that mankind can't even tell the truth about something like that pathetic and this is, why, this is why the truth the truth has to come out, otherwise mankind is sunk. Yeah. When Orwell said whoever controls the past controls the future, well, this is the perfect example. The evil people who run our government are saying in the past that the moon missions are real when they certainly were not. They're controlling the past. Therefore, those same criminals are controlling the future. So until the moon landing fraud comes out. Mm. We probably won't ever have honest government ever. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to. You're right. I really don't think we're going to have an honest government. I mean, hopefully with how people are kind of waking up and realizing, like, you know, with mis- you know, misinformation and the way that the government has been handling things, they've been kind of sloppy. I'm hoping that people kind of wake up a little bit and keep waking up and, you know, we start realizing that, like, you know, we are the slave, like you were talking about. And someone used an analogy that I said on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, person said to me, they're like, you know, if you take uh, red ants and black ants, you put them in a jar, you know, they'll coexist. They'll try to get out of the jar. They won't fight each other. But the minute you, the person outside shakes that jar, they automatically will fight each other to the death and kill each other. And they, they use the analogy as that's what they're doing. Our government's doing to Americans. They're shaking the jar and we're too busy fighting each other, not seeing what we're actually, you know, not being told and all the misinformation and stuff that's coming around and, you know, well, that's why I don't. That's why I don't vote anymore. And it's no, actually, if you believe the Bible, uh, it says in the Bible, a soldier of God does not get involved in civilian affairs. And so we have uh, Democratic Johnson supervising the moon landing and Republican Nixon approving it. You see, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Just ask Ron Paul or Bernie Sanders if it matters. If an honest person can run to the top, it can't happen. 
you see. So voting is a waste of time. They didn't vote. Congress and Senate didn't vote to fake the moon landing. They did it anyway. You had 90% of Americans wanted GMO labeling. And the president said, no, I'm going to go with what the corporations want. A democracy is supposed to be 51% get their way. 90% cannot have their way in this country. We 90% wanted GMO labeling. It never happened. Couldn't get it. You see, Congress and the Senate didn't vote to fake the moon landing. They weren't informed of it. So no. voting for them is irrelevant, isn't it? You no. see? <laughs> Our other host, he's really big into conspiracy theories, and he, he believes some of the, like, he believes that the moon landings are real. And he, he said it's not one landing, it's seven moon landings. And like we said earlier in this show, you know, they faked that first one. They knew they can get away with it. And what we showed earlier and the stuff that you have in your book and also in your in your film, um, you know, he actually needs to see it to understand because I was just like him until, like I said, I saw everything that you had to offer. And I didn't even get to read, you know, the parts of the book that I wanted to talk about or even, you know, get to do yet. Um, but I tell you, it's just it's amazing what you have accomplished with this. And I think it's amazing that you're still talking about it and that you're not giving up and that you're doing this, um, doing this for not just for yourself, but for everybody, you know, and I think that it's really important what you're doing. I think it's part of freedom and democracy that you, we should be able to do this, you know? Yeah, I, I just think it's fascinating. I've asked one question the whole podcast because I'm just listening. I just think it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, you know, what's amazing is that the moon missions really were falsified. That's what's yeah. really amazing. It is. This, this, this is the state of things. This is the state of our, you know, leading world leader government in the world. They're faking mankind's greatest accomplishment and murdering their own people to cover it up and financing it with the third labor of people's sweat. You know, they're yeah. in their money to deceive them and to kill their fellow Americans. They're hiring sea agents with their tax dollars to kill people who are trying to expose the criminal government's lies. What's amazing is that they really did fake the moon landing. It's, it's very profound that they really did. And it needs to come out. If it doesn't come out, we'll never have an honest government ever again. You know, it's crazy. And b before we let you go, I, I just want to say, like you, you said before in um, other interviews, you know, Bill Gates, you know, he would never just throw away his schematics, throw away everything, you know, after he made something amazing. Oh, yeah, that, that's, part, that's, that's, you know, I would say the fourth, uh, or was I going to say the fifth and sixth proof? You know, yeah, the, yeah. The fifth proof is a recording of an astronaut plotting my assassination by the CIA, which would not be necessary if they really went to the moon and I'm some silly person who thinks otherwise. So that's indirect evidence there. And as you say, NASA destroyed $200 billion worth of technology. Now the B-52 was built 70 years ago and there's still 200 of them in service because nothing works as good. So yeah. if they could go to the moon on the first attempt and spent $200 billion you don't take all the hardware and throw it away and all the schematics and electronics and original videotapes and destroy them. That's maybe they should have done that with the atomic bomb, but they didn't. So why were they, they destroying all the moon landing stuff? If they, they really went I just want to make the point. If they really went to the moon, they would never destroy their two hundred billion dollar investment of the schematics, the blueprints, the hardware, and the original videotapes. But if they committed a fraud, that's exactly what they would do. So the fact that they destroyed it, everything is actually proof of the fraud. 
no, you're absolutely right. And I apologize. I did not mean to cut you off. I was my stream lagged a minute, so I apologize. I was, thought you stopped. Oh, no, bro. I just want to make that point. No, please. I'm glad you did. It's actually evidence of the fraud itself. Yeah. So. No, I'm glad you did. And it's so crazy because even they took with Tesla's, uh, all Tesla's inventions, the minute he died, they took all of his work and they just stuck it away. So why would they do that with Tesla's work? But the biggest event in the whole world, they would just throw it all in the garbage and then we wouldn't have that technology anymore. I, that just, it blows my mind right there because that logic is really important. But, you know, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. There's so much it doesn't make sense that it goes Well, going on. to the moon for a seventh time before they go to Mars doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah. George Bush Jr. said, you know, we're, of course, 10 presidents have said we're going to return to the moon in five years. And 10 times in a row, it never happened. George Bush Jr. says the reason why we're going to go to a moon the seventh time is it's a logical first step to Mars and beyond. I mean, come on, guys. If we went to the moon six times 50 years ago, yeah. why do we need to go back to practice for Mars? I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. You just go to Mars, yeah. right? Now, my, my last question before I let you go is, what do you think about Elon Musk and uh, his corporation going into space and stuff? Do you think he's going to be obviously dumbed down by the government and stopped or like hoax things and do certain things like that going to Mars, obviously? Or do you think that maybe he may be a truth seeker and actually be a moral person and really want to get us, you know, into Well, space? let me remind you, a uh, rich person involved in the rocket industry gave me my money to make these movies to expose the moon landing fraud because they know the moon landings are fake. Yeah. Uh, I know those people have a copy of my book. I know that for a fact. Yep. Now he has his little dreams of doing this and that, and he needs, needs NASA's help. So he's playing ball, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I know someone who works in the heart command center of the Chinese space agency. They said, everybody knows the moon missions are fake. However, they have an agreement with NASA not to say so in exchange for technology. Mm. So they're playing ball and uh, you can't really blame him for wanting to take advantage yeah. of what NASA can do to aid him to do his dreams. Yeah. My personal opinion is there's probably a solar system event coming, comet, asteroid, rogue planet. And by the time that happens, you know, going to the moon or Mars or who shot JFK isn't even going to matter anymore. No, and all yeah. they're going to all they're going to do is stall as they've done successfully for 55 years about JFK and the moon landing. They're just going to keep stalling until mm -hmm. that event happens. And then no one's going to care about anything except how am I going to get clean water? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Bart, thank you so much. Sure. It has been such an honor to spend this past. I know it's been over an hour. It's been like an hour and 23 minutes. I just thank you so much for staying a little extra no for problem. us. Um, you all day, honestly. It was great. Yeah, I mean, please Robert, send me the link and maybe I'll put it up on my new podcast. I have a new podcast, uh, subscriber based. You go to sabrell.com, scroll down about halfway, there's a podcast button. Maybe I'll put this up as one of the rare interviews I share on my podcast if that's okay. Oh, that would be absolutely amazing. I would, uh, that would be such an honor. Seriously, that'd be Just such an honor. Send me a link to it when you're done. I will. I will. Um, one one last thing I just want to say is um, thank you again so much for what you've done in this field for you know all the research you've done for over the years, um, all the things that you've been through, like risking your life doing this, you know, and and obviously for a very very good reason. And um, 
I just glad that you're okay. Glad that family's all right. And uh, I wish you well, my friend. I will definitely be contacting you by email because I actually want to ask you some filmmaker advice because um, I shoot myself and I just graduated from broadcasting school about two years ago. So um, I had uh, some advice I wanted to ask you about if you can give me some pointers. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for your work. And uh, Robin, I'll let you say your things too. I just want to say uh, you're willing to come back on again at some point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we would love to have you on again. Well, as far as risking my life, there's a uh, well-known wise person who said, "Those who try to hold on to their life will end up losing it, and those who lose it for what is right will gain it forever." So, Amen. There you go. Great promise from above. That is awesome. Well, Bart, again, thank you so much for uh, visiting us. Before you leave, just please shout out all your stuff, your book, film, Sibrel.com. Please go ahead. Yeah, just go to S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, Sibrel.com. You can get the book in audio, which I read, or Kindle or print. You can see all the video links there, which are part of the book for free. And then if you scroll down a little bit further, you can subscribe to my podcast, Once a Week Summary of the Alternative Media, the Best Thereof. And uh, I just started that. So awesome. Well, I'm super excited to check that out. I didn't even get to see that. Oh, man, I'm so pumped now. This is going to be great. I Because I work overnight. So now I'm going to have a podcast to listen to overnight again. This is going to be great, Bart. So thank All right. You. All right, my friend. Care. Definitely. To take care. No All problem. Right. Thank you. Sure. Bye. 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 Wow, man. Such an amazing episode. Um, before we go, I want to play Bart's song. Um, it is actually a good song. I love as a musician. I absolutely uh, love music. So um, let me bring this up. Um, but dude, wh tell me, was I not like, was I not right when I contacted you earlier? And I'm like, dude, this is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, you know, just what he's been through, the things that he's done. I mean, everything, the research he's put into this. I mean, it's just been absolutely awesome. But uh, what yeah. you I, I just like, like I say, I asked what one oh, two questions. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm... But it's like, I just, you know, it's, it, right, it's all, a lot of us all American, right? So you, it's more with you. It resonates more with you and, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but just to listen to it. No, hey. It's no. just, and, you know, the, the, the people who were, who, who were, you know, watching, that they must have enjoyed it. Please send us a message, and all everybody who is watching. I know that uh, even the mother-in-law who was watching it, she commented earlier on. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's crazy because I've seen a lot of like I've seen a lot of different videos with uh, evidence of moon landing fakes and faking and all this kind of stuff. But when I watched all of his stuff, and I really had an open mind about what I was watching, like the tape that he got from the whistleblower at NASA that was not to be seen by the general public that showed that stage of them shooting the moon from whatever halfway to the, I mean, shooting the earth from halfway to the moon or whatever. And it ended up being inside the craft of them doing an earth orbit. That was absolutely incredible when I first saw that. So it was just awesome to have them on, but I'm going to bring up the song real quick and we'll uh, pull out with that. And uh, just want to thank every single person for joining us tonight as we uh, do another episode of talking with a source. Give me one sec as I pull this up. Give him one sec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is my, one sec, uh, AJ. That's what I'm going to call you. One sec, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sharing my screen. You're stupid. 
<laughs> Alright guys, here's the song. Turn it up on the screen. Hey Art, much love to Matt. The mother in law, I'll see you tomorrow for a Costa. <laughs> I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my train derailed my truth. My dear old grandma, all the old rooms. She said the truth was worth the die to beat all Satan, to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth. The dear old grandma. Old, old Seeds to root, grow up large, a truthful shoot. Then someday when I am old, they'll tell my story I long ago told. Except now they'll say instead of Ruth, Bart's the grandpa of this old truth. Not really true, t'was Bill before me, and Jesus my brother, waiting for me in glory. I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my train derailed my truth, my dear old grandma, old, old Ruth. She said the truth was worth to die, to beat old Satan, to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth, my dear old grandma, old, old Ruth. Like dear old grandma, old, old Ruth. Love dear old grandpa, old, old That was uh, Bart's song. He did the music video for <coughs> the words. Um, but I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much for joining us again on Talking with the Source. My name is AJ Capasser. Capasser. Did you hear that? AJ Capasser. My name is AJ Capasser, and I am the host. He of doesn't Talk know where he is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Go ahead, my friend. Uh, I'll take over because he's. Uh, he doesn't know who he is. Many thanks for watching Talking With The Source tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure from AJ Capasso. <laughs> from AJ Capasso on the street corner and from Robin from Half Arm Paranormal, both from Talking With The Source. Later. It's goodbye from me.